good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain. Nutrition. <laughs> this is not supposed to be me saying that. Chewing. <laughs> the that isolation podcast i don't know what number we're on 73 it's been a while i didn't do one last week well it's because the whole world was coming to an end joe the whole world is coming to an end thank how you how are you left- coping so far uh how are you coping so far in lockdown i'm frustrated we left stuff we needed at the office that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> like lo- loads of stuff yeah absolutely never mind other than that james i'm all right thank you how are you yeah, good, thank you, mate. It's nice to um, spend a lot of time with the well, with the family, not the family because they're all locked down, but with um, the wee man and stuff like that. But um, yeah, all right so far, steady away, get out for my hour's walk in the woods. Thankfully, the weather's been nice, which I think has really helped because if it was raining, I'd probably throw myself out the window. Um, it might, it might yeah, not so bad. It might have helped people actually stick to lockdown if it'd been raining, though. I didn't think yeah, this. Yeah, tr- this is true. Swings I, around about, isn't it? I also did think every time I go out and see someone over the age of 75 on a walk, I always think like, A, shouldn't you be at home? And B, if it was the other way around, if it was under 40s who've got to stay in, they'd definitely be like, get inside, young man. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I don't know which category I fall into there. I think you're the young man. You're the young man, surprisingly. I'm nearly 42 now. See if uh, I make it. You're not over 70, so. Right. What, Joe? What are we talking about today? You know, unrehearsed, not even in the same room ever, first podcast, different postcodes. We're like when we're, um, we're like when two musicians make a track and they don't ever see each other. Like, can I be? I don't want to be Gary Barlow. I don't like him. Um, yeah, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about how best to kind of look after yourself during these troubling times. Oh, mm, the Corona Combat Plan. Yeah, indeed. So we have, obviously, we're still helping all our clients, but we need to shift our focus slightly from, you know, just kind of blasting out fat loss and getting these amazing results to keeping people as happy and as healthy as possible. So I think for me, the biggest domino there, with, well, basically with everything that kind of, all the battles that are going to come up. So you've got limited exercise, so you can only get out for an hour. You might not have any kit at home. You can't go to the gym. So that's, uh, an obstacle. Sad face. Say again? Sad so face. Sad face. Yeah, sad, sad face. face. Then you've got, you know, possible limited food supply because you're minimizing kind of how much you're going out. So that's another obstacle. But I think, yeah, I think for me, the biggest kind of domino that people are going to have, you know, people will be like, well, I can't go to the gym and I can't get the food choice. I think the biggest domino for me is it's going to be people's mindset. It's keeping your mind in a positive place. And I think that, for everything else, it all rolls downhill because, you know, you don't have to have perfect food choices to stay fit and healthy and maintain, you know, a sensible weight 
or you know not getting loads of weight you don't have to go to the gym every day to kind of maintain your physique you know there's loads of stuff that you can do loads of different options but if your mind's not in the right place then i think that's where people will struggle because then you know once you're feeling good about yourself once you're full of energy once you're happy it's so much easier to make better food choices it's so much easier to go out and do your steps or do your exercises once you're in that happy place so for me the kind of combat corona thing the biggest focus is on people's you know kind of mindset keeping them focused keeping them in a happy place i think let's be honest as well that even when all of those things are in order when the gyms are open people can go for their walks they've got adequate supplies of food people still fuck up left right and center all the time so it's only going to be harder now and you know like you just listed all those obstacles that people have got that people just need to, to kind of double down on what they can do and not look at what they can't do because there's always a reason not to eat on plan when the world is in ticking order. And at the moment now, that's going to be a lot worse because there's so much uncertainty. People are going to look for comfort and, and happiness, quote unquote, and that's going to come from the food that's readily available, which is judging by Tesco, is Easter eggs. So, <laughs> and it's, I, I totally get what you're saying about the exercise thing. I think that, what Joe Wicks has done is brilliant. Doing the PE classes, getting people active and also giving away the money. Props to him for that. That's very good. Not yeah. you know, ignoring the massive exposure he's going to get from it. But what people really need help with is how to control their mindset and to, to eat better when the options are limited and when there's more temptation than usual to eat off back. Hopefully that's what we can do. To yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Oh, feedback. You can pick up, you know, bodyweight exercises, circuit classes, all that, you know, anywhere you possibly want. It's not necessarily, it's not what people need, it's what people might want. They want to be kind of entertained and do exercise and stuff, and I'm all for it. You know, kind of, we always trump that people should lift a progressive, um, you know, kind of weight training routine for the best, with optimal results. But that is not possible for most people right now. So just doing anything is good. And we always kind of say, if you enjoy it, then you're more likely to do it. Um, but yeah, I think just, kind of staying as positive as possible because you know we had a few of my clients anyway kind of have wobbles last week when it's basically as good as it's going to get you know within a few days they were kind of stress eating they were emotionally eating they were kind of uh, anxiety was through the roof so you need to kind of bulletproof that mindset and gain as much kind of positivity as much momentum as you possibly can right now and keep that going because it's well sadly it's only going to get worse for now you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better, that's for sure. So if you're struggling right now, then you need to make moves because the worst thing you can do is then just go, I'll get back to it when all this is over. You know, when I can have these perfect food choices, when I go, go to the gym, you need to do what you can do right now with what you've got because if not, you're going to have three months of just slowly gaining weight and massive regret and then you're going to be working backwards for another year, you know, at the end of this to get back to where you were at the start of this. Yeah, you talked about it being a bit like Crimbo Limbo, you know, the 26th yeah. of December through till the 3rd, whenever people go back to work. That's like a week and a half, and this is going to be 12 weeks. You know, it's just yeah. going that's to be... A, so that's a week and a half, we can do a lot of damage. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's always going to be people who can manage this on their own, and there's always going to be people who are going to find a reason to go off plan, and we're looking for the people in the middle, which is most people, which is probably 80% of people, because there'll be 10% of people who will find the solutions to their problems on their own. They'll keep exercising. They'll keep their steps up. They'll buy the veg that's available, even though it's not what they like. And they'll buy the protein that's available, even though it's not what they like. And they'll push through. And there's the other 10% of people who 
even if we stocked their pantry for them and cooked for them and did an exercise session for them, they'd still eat crap on top and they'd still not be able to do it because that's sadly the, the nature of, of human beings. But there's a huge, peop, you know, huge void in the middle where with a little bit of extra effort and a little bit of support and a little bit of guidance, people are going to be able to, like you say, have 12 good weeks or 12 okay weeks rather than 12 shit weeks, if that's what we're stuck for, which is highly possible. And, you know, you could see an awful lot of people who, if they just put a bit more effort in, would have had minimal sacrifice and would have been able to, like you say, not be a pound a week, isn't it? You know, if you put on a pound a week, which isn't very much, you're going to be a big boy or girl in 12 weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be carrying a a fair amount of uh, excess weight. And I think it's... Like you said, it's well, we always kind of fall back into this like, all or nothing. And people are like, well, if I don't have perfect choices, then what's the point? I'm just going to eat, you know, an Easter egg for my dinner. But, like you just got to do what you can with, with what you've got. I did a live video um, yesterday in the group to kind of give us some kind of feedback that I'd given to my clients who was, she works for the NHS, big up, big hero. And Domino's were giving them uh, their award like free pizza. She's like, I'm, you know, kind of worried about how I'm going to handle this. Like, just eat three slices of pizza. You know, just go for it. It doesn't matter. It's just three slices of pizza. That's a calorie control choice. You're going to feel empowered because you're making this sensible choice. You're choosing to have this pizza. It's not something that's out of control. It's not something that's going to cause you to gain weight. It's going to actually make you feel, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm in charge of my food choices. So not having, you know, the perfect food choices doesn't mean that you just have to go all in and eat two pizzas. You know, you can still make sensible choices with whatever you've got. And I think the beauty of our system is it's almost kind of built for a situation like this. Like I said, again, in the live video, anyone who's trying to follow a strict food plan is probably fucked yeah. because you're not going to be able to get the prescriptive foods that you're supposed to have in the ways that you're supposed to have. Whereas with ours, it's more kind of loose. Like you want to eat protein, you want to eat vegetables, you want to eat you know, uh, complex carbohydrates. So whatever you can get your hands on is going to work. And then it all fails on that. Then you just need to make sensible controlled choices. And that's how you can kind of maintain your weight. And I would, you know, I've said to my clients is, you might make some progress, but it's going to be harder over this, you know, kind of next few weeks or however long this lasts. So look to maintain your weight. Look to, you know, just like we say with Consistent Christmas, if you can start January the same way that you started December, then you are in a massive advantage to where most people will be. Or to where you you normally would be, because that's what people normally do, isn't it? Is they reverse for a couple of weeks a year and then spend 40 yeah. a year losing those pounds they've gained. Yeah, the same, the same amount of weight. So if we can maintain that weight, again, kind of keep you as happy as possible, as healthy as possible, then that, for me, is a massive win. If you can come out of this, you know, the same weight or a couple of pounds heavier or a couple of pounds lighter, whatever it is, that should be your focus. But again, the mindset work is going to be the key domino for me, is if you can keep yourself happy, then you're going to make better choices. If you can keep yourself healthy, you've got to make better choices. And like I said, whether that involves you eating three slices of pizza for a meal, it doesn't matter. It's just one meal. Sorry, go on. I was going to no, say, no, just, to, just to totally pimp out what we do and what we're, and what we're looking to do with people, is it, it never fails to surprise me how many people need the accountability. Or, you know, it just seems to hinge on the accountability in that I did a struggle post a couple of weeks ago, or even just over a week ago, and the number of people who, I need to chase up on that today, but the number of people who said, I've got a problem, I asked them questions and they either responded, either didn't respond straight away 
or didn't respond after the second set of questions is absolutely massive. It just blows my mind is that it's almost like, you know, you go into a therapist and you say, I'm struggling with this. And they say, okay, so what happens when X happens? And you just sit there and cross your arms. Like people need, to, people need to be chased. They need to be held accountable and kept in line. And, you know, this is why me and you have coaches and, and seek help from people because like you said, with your um, fat loss challenge in, well, I don't know, fat loss challenge, whatever you want to call it, when you did the, the program, the eight-week plan, is that you just need someone to keep an eye on you. And I think that what we've come up with with regards to, A, the Corona Combat Plan, but then that being something that we move forwards with, you know, I'm hopeful it's going to be a plan that is very affordable for people long-term, but gives them just the right amount of accountability because I really do think, you know, the number of people we have who come back to us, the, the, the repeating clients is massive because people do really well, they slip off the boil, then they get back on plan once they're accountable again. And I think that what we've got this time is going to provide that and help people just have that, you know, you talk about like cumulative factors, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back, isn't it? That just keeps people focused, it keeps them thinking about the mindset piece and how much they do want it and whether ship food does help. You know, people know the answers, but they struggle to keep doing it long term, and and that's what we can provide. Yeah, they just need someone to ask the questions. I think uh, just as a kind of example, I took on some people for the sustain scholarship. I had one one of them I didn't do any coaching with. I just got her to log her food with me every single day, and I said, like, I don't want you to change anything that you're doing right now. I want to see what you're doing, and then we'll adjust as we go along. And I didn't end up adjusting her food at all for 28 days and she lost 11 pounds purely from being accountable so she as far as she was concerned she was eating exactly as she did normally but she still managed to lose 11 pounds in four in four weeks so which means <laughs> either she was consistently losing 11 pounds every month up until now or the fact that she was consistent subliminally kind of made her alter her food choices and be better so once you add coaching to that which we're moving on to now with her, you know, it's just going to accelerate results because, you know, at the end of the day, pretty much everyone knows how to eat healthily. And then they know the foods and the drinks and the choices and the habits and the behaviors that they do that causes them to gain weight. You know, there's no one like, Oh, I didn't realize that eating, you know, 15 Easter eggs was going to make me gain weight. You know, it's just logical. People know those things. The difference between doing them and not doing them is, in our experience, our humble yet accurate experience is accountability. Is most people are pretty much ninety nine percent of people will know exactly what they should be doing, but they're just not doing it because they're just not accountable to someone. They don't have the support. You know, there's going to be tweaks in there where they need to kind of we can use our knowledge and just give them advice and give them kind of specific feedback to the things that they're doing, the problems that they have because we've seen it all before. Um, but the majority of it is just having <laughs> someone to check in with. It's just to be like here's what I ate. And you can be like, okay, Kyle, but notice that, you know, we're going a little bit heavy on the fats today. We had like a bit of a cheat meal yesterday, you know, and it's just these tweaks that kind of get the results that the people need. But the biggest factor is, yeah, is the accountability for me. I think one thing that um, is quite apparent as well is that in the first week, you know, I do a lot of our, of our kickstarts because you do everything else. Then it's very quickly, I give out the information they need for the next 13 weeks in that first week. Normally, your protein and veggies are too low, you're eating too many refined carbs, you're not eating enough unrefined carbs, you're not enough slow-release carbs, so you're too hungry, you're making this too hard for yourself, you're not planning in your treats. 
that would cover 80% of what people need. And they know this is then keeping it up long term. And I think just to segue into the Corona Combat Plan and something that we've not done before is to give people, and I found this, I'll give you an example from my blokes coaching in a minute, is giving people a week of one-to-one coaching every single month is just enough to pick up where people start to slack off. So one of my guys, he's lost an absolute shed load. He's lost three and a half, I don't know if I told you this, he's lost three and a half stones so far this year now. And the other week he lost a pound. And I had a look through his food and he's had 11 protein bars over nine days. So 11. No, okay. I just said to him, you know, what's the reason for these? It's an awful lot of calories. And he said, yeah, you're right. Just got into bad habits. I'll cut them out. And then the next week he lost five pounds. You know, and now saved about 50 quid. Yeah, I think he'd done a bulk buy. I think he'd ordered about 36 because he got them cheap. And, you know, troughed 11 of them in nine days, which is, you know, but this is just what happens is we know what to do. And we just make, you know, you go, well, I have a protein bar as a sweet treat. And then you have two. And then one day you have three. You know, and it soon stacks up. And suddenly that stops your results. And it's just that little check-in where, you know, someone looking at your food. And then that extra bit of coaching that just says, look, you've lost three pounds every week. And this week you've lost one. We know why it is. Let's just adjust it. Yeah. And I think that that's what I really like about the Corona plan is that the other stuff we've done, you know, the group challenges and whatnot, hasn't had as much coaching. And this is a way to kind of get around, not get around that, but it's a solution to the problem, isn't it? That's a bit more work for us, but we'll have much better results for the clients. I think. Yeah, well, I think the, oh, the, biggest part, the biggest part of this plan is going to be, turn your bloody audio down, um, it's going to be the support aspect. It's going to be just being there for people and just listening and, you know, kind of guiding them through it. We almost want to be like kind of like a, a guiding hand through this, I think. Um, so do you want to move on to kind of some of the stuff that we're going to cover in the plan for the people? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've kind of elite, I kind of highlighted the first bit there. So people will get every month of their <clears throat> plan. They'll get a week of daily coaching. So you'll be assigned to either myself or James and you'll have one-to-one coaching for one week out of the four. And for the other three weeks, you'll have accountability. So you're sending your food each day. We won't be coaching that directly, but we'll just say, thank you for sending. And you've just got us kind of on your shoulder there. As James mentioned before, you know, and the same with, with my guy, I just mentioned and a lot of other people, is that it's just that aspect of logging your food and sending it to someone. It's the perception that someone's watching. They've actually done studies on this. I don't know if I've ever told you this one before. They put sweets and fruit out in a shopping center and monitored what people went for. And people went for the sweets. And they didn't touch the fruit. <clears throat> and then you put a mirror behind those foods so people have a perception of being watched and people don't went for the sweets, they went for the fruit. And that's just a perception, just a perception, that's just a belief that you're being watched. Whereas with us, you are being watched. You know, we're going to open up the messages that you send us. We're going to read your food briefly. And if you don't send it, they're going to chase you for it. You know, you will have a human being on the end of it who's watching what you're doing. And it just makes the world just, Yeah, check it in. Yeah. So I think, yeah, kind of the, the, the way we've broken it down, the plan is just to maximize, kind of like I said, the, the support that you're going to get and to help you, well, it's just to help you get through this basically, isn't it? It's, you yeah. know, I mean, it's not like um, we're going to put you on a massively restricted diet. We're going to make you do X amount of steps per day. We're going to make you do this. We're going to make you do that. It's all about kind of keeping you in the correct mental state, which is what and you know, like I said, when you're happy, when you're full of energy, when you're sleeping well, when you're in a good place, you make good choices. 
it kind of it goes hand in hand. So when you're feeling down, when you feel like shit, when you're tired, that's when you make poor choices, and that's what we want to avoid. So kind of first thing is we're gonna you know we want people to when you look at weekends, people often fuck up at weekends because they're out of routine. So that's the first thing is kind of like we want people to set as loosely as possible or not as loosely as possible, as strict as possible, sorry, which could be loosey-goosey, <coughs> uh, some kind of routine for the days. So you know, I understand that people have got a lot of pressure. They're kind of they're doing the job, they're homeschooling, you know, they're cooking everyone's foods and all this. But some kind of structures in your day would be my number one thing, just to get into that kind of that routine. Because if you're just flapping around, that kind of mindless eating, that boredom is going to set in. You know, what is it? My mum always said, kind of boring people get bored. So, you know, kind of set aside bits, you know, half an hour for you to read, uh, 45 minutes for you to work out, your hour for your walk, meditation, whatever these kind of things are, whatever you need to do, you know, homework, cooking, food prep, food planning, so add some structure to your day would be a huge one for me. I think that the specifics of that then, so how we, we've helped people with that is through the Corona Combat Guide that we've got, has got the specifics of what we've just mentioned. There is. Um, suggestions of things that you can do. So the things that James mentioned there with regards to meal planning, reading, wherever it may be that you enjoy structuring in leisure time. And then giving you printouts to work through is that it's very easy for us to say these things, but then people have to go the extra mile and to write these things down and to print them out and to, to put it somewhere. And just by us kind of taking that step out makes it more likely to happen. Because, you know, so often you say to people, you know, I'd like you to write down goals and people don't do it. If you send out a sheet, it's just making these things more accessible. And by putting it as part of a group and making it, you know, a support community, which we've obviously got going really well at the moment. So thank you all for engaging in that. It just makes it a little bit more likely to happen and you're just making it easier for people to do these things. And as James rightly says, putting in your own structure is key. And we're going to make that easier by giving you some of the tools that you can then you know, action these things with. So this will be this will be free for clients as well. It's worth pointing out because I know a lot of our clients listen to this and people want to know. So it's kind of these resources will be sent out to our clients free of charge. Yeah. So I think kind of once you've got the structure, then we need to kind of look at the kind of positivity. So that's going kind to of stuff like recording your three wins, um, appreciation messages, gratitude journaling. You know, you've got your to do list. So if you look at kind of key things you want to get achieved that day, because there's nothing better than ticking off the to-do list. There's nothing more positive than having a list of kind of six things to do and, you know, kind of doing three or four of them. And then obviously it just rolls into the following day. So the, the, the emphasis, again, on the planet is just for kind of positivity, is just to keep everyone in the right, right mind frame. And then alongside this as well, we're doing some exclusive videos which are going to help you with things like sleep, stress management. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of, like I said, it's all-encompassing. It's going to be very simple around the nutrition because... Everyone's in a different situation. Some people are self-isolating. Some people are kind of obviously limiting the amount of shopping that they're doing or the availability of food that they have. So the nutrition will be super simple. The rest of it is, again, you know, it's kind of working through the worksheets and keeping you in the right mindset. It's keeping people happy, keeping people positive, keeping people going, basically. Because if you fall down that rabbit hole now, you know, it's going to be two, three months of you down there I think, like you know, like you said, a full year of you trying to get back to where you were. You know, one things, sorry, one of the things I like to say is, like you know, make it easy to go off, make it easy to stay on plan, and make it hard to go off plan. And at the moment, 
it's quite hard to stay on plan because of the availability of food and extra stress and it's easier to go off plan you've got all these extra stresses that make food more appealing you know i found that that i wanted to snack more because i've been sat around you know not been as entertained or as you know as, as happy as i normally would be so it's it's human compulsion to go for those things so it's suddenly harder for us to stay on plan so we're gonna it's gonna have to take that bit of extra effort in order for us to to stay on plan and to make it as easy as possible and do all of the things you can do all of those little pluses and minuses and i found you know personally getting people to write a daily positive has made a massive difference when the first, when the corona outbreaks first started and this isn't to criticize anyone because it's just how it is every message was negative and I got to the end of my diaries and I was like, oh, that has been a, that's been a tough ass day. Like, I did not enjoy that one as much as I normally would. And then it happened again. And I think on the third day I said, right, I want everyone to send me a positive each day. Here's mine. And I've done it every day since. And it made such a difference to the outlook of the messages and then how much I enjoyed my day and people saying, you know what, this is really good for me because it makes me appreciate the small things. And some of the positives are so small and it just... You know, nothing changed over the course of the first three days of Corona to the next six days, whatever it's been. But it made a tangible difference to me and to a lot of my clients. It's just keeping on at people to do that. And I just think it's, it surprised me how much of a difference it made to, to mine and my clients' lives. And the measure they had is that you have to do those little things that are going to add up to help. And that is such an easy one, isn't it? The fact that I have access to the internet and I've got a roof over my head and I'm still able to work. There's... There's always things to be grateful for, and it's just looking, finding them when they're not immediately obvious. Yeah, it's just noticing them. Um, I did that video the other day where I said, like, you've got to choose your mood. And it's something <laughs> I learned when I used to do the, the door work. I'll explain the video because I know you won't fucking watch it, Joe, because you never watched any of the content that I put out. Of course not. So uh, when I was working on the doors, any kind of bank holidays, New Year's Eve, uh, Mad Friday, I'd get myself kind of worked up because I knew I was going to have a really, really shit shift. I knew I was going to, going to have my work out for me. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Drinking idiots like you, causing trouble, trying to get <laughs> as drunk as possible by 1, 1 p.m., trying to drink all you can eat Prosecco. Um, so I kind of worked myself up. And then what I'd find is when I go to my shift, every little tiny thing that probably wouldn't have bothered me normally was pissing me off. And it was like I was actively trying to find evidence that I was going to be right, that I was going to have this shit night. Whereas if I just flipped on his head, which I did, and it was, well, I kind of watched a training video and it was like, choose your mood. And you go and you say, like, I'm going to have a great night. And then you notice, like, all the people being nice to you. You know, all the little things that kind of get in a good parking space. All these things that then add up to prove that actually you're having a good night. And that's the kind of the idea with collecting those wins each day. Because if not, if you just focus on the two bad, you know, when people say to me, I've had a really shit day, I've had a really shit week, or a really shit month. It's like, have you, or have you just had one or two things that have been a bit shit, but actually you might have had 50 really positive things. They've all been great, but you've not noticed them because you've just dwelled on these couple of shit things. You know, no one has a bad month. You know, you have like two or three instances that are shit, but then like you say, you go back to your warm house, you put on your clean clothes, and you have a warm shower, and you have food in your fridge. You know, all these huge positives that you just take for granted, and it's picking those out. You know, which is massive for me. Like you said, it makes such a huge difference because you gain that positive momentum. And that's why, you know, kind of we ask people to record like three wins or two wins or whatever it is. And when someone says like, I can't think of any, come on. Yeah, I'm going to make come you. On. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't be silly. Like you got up and you had breakfast this morning. Some people can't do that. You know, you woke up 
in a bed. Some people don't do that. Yeah. You know, there's always like, you're always winning at something. Uh, and like I say, just gaining that positive momentum and then it's three a day and it's 21 a week and, you know, 44 a month. And it's just a huge bit to push you into that positivity instead of just going, I can't go to the gym. All right. What can you do? I couldn't get you know all the stuff. Like, I couldn't get all the stuff on my shopping list. Like that's a given for everyone right now. So just put that from yeah. your mind. Don't waste. Don't spend any time on that. And again, it's just changing that that um, that frame that you look through things. You know, so like normally I'll start work at five o'clock. Um, but then Magnus has been ill, so then he was up during the night. So then Tanya went and slept in the spare bedroom. So I had Magnus from like three o'clock in the morning. He's waking up every forty-five minutes, and then kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like. You know, then Tanya got up at nine. I'm just like, I'm fucking, you know, five hours behind where I should be or four hours behind where I should be now. Just like, but then I got to wake up, Magnus all smiling, really happy to see me. You know, that's the kind of the bonus. That's my win there is I got to spend four hours with him. You know, he woke up really happy. He's feeling much better. That's a massive positive. And that kind of massively outweighs the fact that I'm going to have to work for a few more hours this afternoon. Yeah. It's just changing the frame that you look through things. You know, I could be like, oh my God, I'm so behind, I'm so behind, I'm so behind. It's like, I actually had a really nice morning. So Mike gave him his breakfast, you know, we chilled out. Just change, change your frame. You kind of look, always look for the wins, always look for the positives. I appreciate this is very hard for people. And I guess the point we're making is, it's for some people it's especially hard, is that there's just always a win and that it's not gonna, you're not going to change through inaction. If you're naturally negatively inclined, that is how it is. So you, you've got two options. You can either, like I say, stand there with your hands on your hips and be pissy about it, or you can do something about it. And just recording those positives is such a good way to do it. And that's why we've included it, because being inside, being in isolation, homeschooling your kids, all sounds like pretty stressful stuff to me. So you're going to have to, people who are normally negative are going to be more negative, And there's going to be a lot of people who are normally positive who are actually becoming more negative. So we need to try and do what we can to, to break that cycle. Yeah, I think the next one is, is, well, the biggest one is solutions to problems, and that kind of encompasses everything, doesn't it? But just uh, looking at examples, like I said, when people have, um, I don't know what I should be doing, you know, my anxiety is through the roof, I'm working 30 hours from home, I'm trying to homeschool the kids, I'm trying to cook all the food because my husband's still working. Look at the ways that you can make this easier. Like you said, you know, more eloquent than me, than me is kind of look at the easiest way of you not fucking up is do you, does that mean that then you have to batch cook foods that you can use for breakfast, for lunch, you can use for dinner? You know, can you somehow alter your food shop so you can get foods that cook quicker or lead less cooking, you know, kind of like stuff from the freezer? No one's expecting you to become fucking Coach Carter or I don't know any famous teachers. Um, but just do what you can. You know what I mean? Like, if that involves the kids sitting on an iPad and learning from a YouTube video, like a fucking TED Talk or something like that, then that's good enough. You know, no one's expecting you to be able to teach maths and English or whatever kids learn these days. <laughs> You've just got basically keep maintaining it. It's going to be all right if for a few months they don't get all their perfect lessons. But, you know, and I said to a few of my clients, like, teach them some skills, teach them how to cook, teach them how to do DIY, you know, teach them how to change a tire. These are all things that they can learn. They're going to be practical skills. And I would prefer to learn that than maths, which is obvious. I went, unfortunately, I'm shit at maths and I can't change a tire, but, <laughs> but I can cook. <laughs> I'm shit at DIY as well. Um, you know, just kind of think outside the box. You just need to take a bit of pressure off yourself because, 
you're making things far too hard if you think that you have to be a full-time teacher, uh, work full-time, be you know, the kind of full-time mum, full-time chef, cook everything from scratch, do all these things. Look for shortcuts. Again, you know, look for the easiest way, solutions to problems is just the biggest thing. And that's going to come down to the scheduling. You can put down, right, I'm going to work with the kids for two hours a day. They're going to work for an hour on their own. And then during this hour, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. You know, that's when kind of scheduling and your to-do list is going to really come into its own and keep you clear and focused. I heard a good analogy I liked the other day. It was saying, you know, you've got a nice car and you're, you, you drive your Mercedes and something happens, you lose your job or it breaks down. Then would you just suddenly go, well, I'm not, I'm going to refuse to drive anything else or use a bus and I'm just going to stay at home because I can't do this. It's like, of course you wouldn't. You would find the next best thing. And that's what we're looking at here. Like you said, we're not looking at you to, to make meals like Delia Smith and to, to teach like Coach Carter or whoever else you just said is that you just have to do what's, what's available to you. And that's kind of the sustained way, isn't it? Is it's not going to be perfect. Most people aren't perfect. So we need a system that kind of that matches and embraces that. And that's what we're, you know, we're hoping to, to implement. Yeah, the fact is you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Oh, shouty. You know, there's no need to be perfect you, to, to make progress or to maintain or, you know, to be better. I think, you know, kind of now more than ever is looking at those positive mindset changes is going to be huge as opposed to just positive physical changes because once you change your mindset, once you stop, you know, kind of doing the usual habits and behaviors and this all or nothing and, you know, then the, the physical changes will come after that so much easier. You've got to think, if you can maintain your weight or even lose weight or improve your mindset right now in this current kind of situation, which is difficult, how easy is it going to be afterwards? Yeah. You know, kind of, once you take the handbrake off, it's like driving with a handbrake on at the moment. You know, how much easier is it going to be once you take the handbrake off? You know, once you can get the foods that you want to eat, you know, you can go and do the things that you want to do. You can take time out. Everything's going to be so much easier. So if you can get through this period, you're going to be flying. Yeah, if you can, if you can build on that skill set, like you say, kind of working the, fixing the squeaky wheel, which for most people is going to be solutions to problems, planning, scheduling. You know, Attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Then, then they're going to do better from that. Anything, anything else to add, or do you want to do a roundup there? Yeah, no, I think the the, yeah, the roundup is just kind of. It's going to be all mindset. It's going to be focus. It's going to be the support aspect of it. It's going to be knowing that there's someone there for you kind of fighting your corner and helping you. You know, like I said, everyone knows what they should be doing, but they're just not doing it. And then when things are limited, you might get confused. And you're just like, well, I don't know anything else. And that's when, you know, kind of our expertise can really kind of come into their own. Just like, you know, a meal doesn't have to look like a meal. If you can get a pack of ham, you know, a pack of pineapple, and some nuts or some olives or something like that, then you've got, you know, fiber, you've got protein, you've got some healthy fats in there. That'd work for me. You know, that's fine. It's not your, your typical meal, but it's better than the alternative of eating an Easter egg. Just to treat, my, treat myself to a little moan then. Go on then, treat, treat yourself. It's so <laughs> often people, people say, I didn't feel like a meal, and then they eat a load of shit. And you just think... Yeah. That's not, you didn't ever look at four photo frogs and half an Easter egg and think, well, it's like a good meal. And it's just, like you say, it's just finding those solutions to problems. And, and this is what coaching and accountability can really help with because we all tell ourselves the same, you know, 50 bullshit excuses across different areas of our lives. And these are just things that you see. And then once you flag it up to people, they go, yeah, dead right. This is what I'll do next time. And it's just, that's the nudge that people need because without that, 
and you see people having puzzles and a drifter for breakfast and, and, and not wishing it because we spend our lives just so much of our thought is, is subconscious. We're not in control of every decision and it just takes that, that extra awareness sometimes to these things and to highlight that and to bring yeah. it to it takes so much just to challenge the police. I just spoke to one of my clients now. She had a really stressful day. And she went, the chocolate helps my stressful day, but I'm not going to eat any more chocolate because I have a real bad problem with it. So your problem is that you believe that it helps. That's, that's the problem. The problem is not with the chocolate. The problem is that you believe that eating chocolate helps you with your stressful day. And that's what you need to challenge. And obviously, I've not heard back from her because I've just sent that. But I think she'll be like, oh, you know what? You're right. Because I just kind of said, what do you think would have happened to that day if you hadn't have eaten chocolate? Like, you wouldn't have exploded. The day wouldn't have got any worse. It'd be exactly the same. There's other ways that you can handle your stress that don't involve you eating chocolate. You've just done it and so it's many just times. It's, yeah, it's the default, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a belief. It's something that she thinks is true, and therefore her behaviours conform to that. And then it just takes someone from the outside to say, is that true? Yeah, let's, really let's, challenge, let's, you know let's, challenge, let's challenge that inner voice once or twice and see what happens. Like, no, like someone, yeah. said, someone said one of the things they took from a podcast of the day was when we'd said, you know, no one wakes up the next day and thinks, I wish I drank more wine, I wish I'd eaten more chocolate, is you've just got to prove to yourself that your inner voice can be wrong. And, that, and it's very hard because people are so quick to just believe everything the inner voice says. It just takes time and practice and diligence. And once you do that, you go, oh, actually, I thought this last week. I didn't have chocolate last week. I lost weight. I was really happy. Build on it, build on it, build on it, repeat it, repeat it, and it just stacks up like a wall, doesn't it? And the higher you stack those bricks, the stronger it gets, the more obvious it is, the less you can look past it. Well, you know, the, the more you know it's a lie. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the inner voices. So I think, yeah, just to, to sum up, really, the kind of the combat corona, the whole goal is to keep you as healthy and happy as possible. And that's going to be massive amount of support, uh, mindset, and accountability. So loads of worksheets for you to work through each day and each week where we're going to help you plan your meals, um, do your exercise plan to keep you kind of fit and healthy and obviously great for your mental health, get you on your to-do lists, um, scheduling your, your days so you're in more of a routine, loads of stuff to work through. And then obviously the daily check-ins, the one-to-one coaching, then we're going to do weekly calls as well where we're going to work on different things, kind of little weekly seminars where you're in with the group. So just loads of stuff like that. If you're feeling kind of anxious, if you're confused, if you need support, then get in touch because, you know, as soon as this kind of kicked off, me and Joe were just like, right, we need to step up. We need to really help out our clients because it's going to be absolute struggle town. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to provide as much support and be as specific as possible to what's going on. And that's why I said it kind of shifted away from more of the mindset stuff as opposed to just like create a calorie deficit do high knees, do burpees. Yeah. yeah, you know, away you go. It's, that's not what's needed right now. What's needed right now is kind of the Corona Combat Plan. So we're just, like I said, you know, if you want to join us, we're totally charging 25 quid a month. We're just kind of charging enough, basically, to keep the lights on, um, to keep it, keep it going. And kind of we want to make it, you know, if we say, all right, yeah, it's one-to-one coaching, it's 60 quid a month, people just aren't going to be able to, digest that no not they're not going to be able to cope with that right now so we want to make it you know we want to help as many people as possible so if you want to join us guys you can message us directly you can email us you can find us on the facebook page but we'll be advertising kind of how you sign up as well um and give you the links and stuff like that but please 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 if you're struggling 
if you need support, then just reach out for help because um, that's kind of our mission. Our mission statement for the next however long this takes is to get these as many people through this as possible. Yeah, I think if you've just got a question or one particular issue, you know, you don't have to put your money down. Just put it in the group. If you're struggling, you're saying, you know, I just want to know how I'd overcome emotional eating. Me and you are happy to take, spend a couple of minutes writing a response and showing people. Odds are it's going to be really useful to 100 other people in the group. So put the questions in there. And then if you like what you hear and you, you, know, you want more help, then you can sign up. But if you don't, or you know, money's too tight, you don't have to either. It's not a case of every answer is going to you know, require financial backing. You know, we're here to help and it's going to help more people and it's going to help us make bigger changes, which is what we want to do. So that would be my sign off on that. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. All good. Thank you as always for listening. No Fenton today. Quite a strange one, is he there? I think he's. Uh, I think he put himself back to bed actually. Lazy right the wall. Lazy bugger. Yeah, but yeah, guys, um, please, if you need help, just ask. Like I said, you know, we're kind of. It's our mission is to get as many people through this as healthy and as happy as possible. That's all we want from you. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Please feel free to share it. Tag people like subscribe all that jazz that's us signing out till next week yeah look after yourself guys bye